Welcome to the Making Headway Podcast, a podcast for brain injury survivors by brain injury survivors, providing resources and camaraderie for anyone recovering from any type of brain injury. Welcome back to Making Headway Podcast. This is Erin, and today I'm joined by Jane Conley of Heal the Brain. Uh, if you haven't heard of Heal the Brain, it's an excellent organization that helps connect brain injury survivors and helps them through the process post-injury. They uh, offer a holistic approach and have workshops, so we'll learn all about that. Uh, Jane, just as her uh, accolades, she is an occupational therapist that works with neurology patients, an upper extremity specialist, and has some personal experience with brain injury as well. So we're really fortunate to have her on today. Welcome, Jane. Oh, it's so good to be here, Erin. I'm like, I'm just honored that I get to be here and hopefully uh, shed some light on what we're doing and get some more awesome people to be a part of our community. Awesome. So I'd love me. to learn more about that. You're very welcome. Honored to have you on. Yeah. Uh, so how about we just start at the beginning, uh, maybe explaining kind of yeah. how Heal the Brain came to be. Yeah, I was... It's kind of um, one of these stories, you know, I, I how it really started was I was working in um, outpatient as an occupational therapist, and I went and got my um, specialty in neurodevelopmental treatment, and I was seeing eight hours of brain injury, so mostly stroke, um, traumatic brain injury kind of couple, you know, thrown in there, a little bit of MS, a little bit of Parkinson's, but for the most of the day, it was, you know, stroke and traumatic brain injury, a little bit of concussion. So I became the, they would call me neuro Jane because there was another Jane, um, on the floor. And so I was neuro Jane and I would get frustrated because there was such a, even though I had people for a long period of time, it was always this push to get them out the door. Insurance isn't working or, you know, insurance is running out. So you've, you've done your 10 mm -hmm. sessions. That's it. And if they didn't learn it in that time, it's their fault. And that was where I really started to be like, that doesn't make sense. Like there's so many factors to this, you know, how much help do they have at home? What's the severity of their injury? Um, you know, how much cognitive stuff are we dealing with? Are they understanding me? Do they have um, receptive aphasia? You know, do they have expressive aphasia where like they can't speak very well, which is, you know, 95% of who I was working with. Um, mm -hmm. Do they have brain fog? Um, so when I'm explaining something and this is like, you know, I would get really into the nitty gritty of kind of learn to just chill a little bit when I'm working with people, but, um, you know, it's overwhelming. Like when I've gone to the doctors and they, you know, are like, here's your paperwork, this is your stuff. You don't listen to half of it, especially if it's like a stressful, uh, appointment mm -hmm. or it's a stressful topic. So I felt like even though I had more time than a lot of, um, clinicians with my patients, I still wasn't reaching them in the way that I wanted to. And so I just started, um, it's actually, it's still on some of our stuff. It's heal the brain with Jane and it started that way. Cause it's just a blog. So after, mm -hmm. you know, my patients would leave, I would say, remember I talked to you today about weight bearing or learned non-use. I wrote a blog about this. So go read it when you have time. 
and um, maybe it'll make more sense. And that's kind of how it began. And then I did it before COVID. I did one in-person workshop and um, it was just like, you know, patients. And then, and then um, Kevin Harmer, shout out to Kevin, um, who was living, living in like a nearby town came up and I was like, oh, wow, this is interesting. Like this is reaching more people than I thought. Um, And that's when I started doing the online workshop and I just would do a hand workshop and just let's go over. I envision it and I still envision it this way. This is a living, breathing home exercise program because you get so fatigued with the papers and I know I'm supposed to be doing this, but what does it mean and why is it important? And then from there we grew to, actually I was on a podcast. I was on a podcast with Joe um, Borges he calls mm-hmm. himself Borges, but that's like a bastardization of his name, I believe. But uh, <laughs> he's on the neuro nerve. And um, then I'm like, hey, do you want to do like a support group with me? And we just, it just started kind of growing from there. I started meeting new people, mostly through Instagram. And then um, there was this group called the Brain Buddies that has a million, it had so many wonderful people. And we started kind of um, I started making friends with people in that group and, um, I was like, what can we actually do? Because it's a lot of times you get in these groups and it's like, yeah, things need to change, but then nothing mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if you really want it to change, like, let's do it. And so, um, so what it's grown into now is kind of wild because, um, we're getting more and more people. We, we really strive to keep it. It's a, it's a full nonprofit, a 501c3. And we really strive to keep it like super low cost. So we have right now, you can get 20 to 25 workshops a month, um, plus a text group to remind you how to get into the workshops. Plus like people, mm-hmm. we have recovery specialists who will walk you through how to get online. Cause that's a big, it's all virtual. So that's a big mm-hmm. barrier. So I have people who can call you and be like, Hey, you know, this is how you do it. And I'll, I'll get on a zoom with you. I'll show you how to get on the zoom and we'll go through each step of the process. And, um, you know, working with developers to make it like a two-step process to get signed up. And so when you sign up, you actually get an email and a text message to your phone. Then you also, we have a group me where you can come and we do, everybody talks about like their struggles and how they're doing. And then, but a lot of it's just like, so awesome. Like, just sending pictures of, I did this in my garden or, um, you know, we have just leaders being, and, and members just being like, today was a great day. I went for a walk. Um, so it's pretty multifaceted. So we have like, we have blogs that now are not just me writing or other people. We also have a podcast, no brainer that has like, um, I think eight episodes, just talking very similar to this lovely podcast, talking Mm. to survivors, talking to clinicians. Um, And then we have the workshops. So what we try to do is like have a mix of just, just come and you'll get some information, hopefully some like joy and comfort. And then here, if you need a little bit more help, this is how we're going to help you in, in these workshops. And um, and you can stop me if I'm just like talking too much. I'm just no. on a, a total roll, but it's like, it. we have, it's very holistic. So, so we have OTs, PTs, speech therapists, 
Um, neuropsychologists are, are the next um, music therapy. We have music therapy happening this week, which wow. in May, this won't make sense, but music therapy um, we have once a month. And um, what else? Oh, we have a parenting group um, and because that's a really big deal. Like post-brain injury, how do you Huge. parent? How do you talk to your kids about your fatigue? How do you talk to them about you know, maybe not being able to help with homework in the afternoon or um, how do you interact in a way that preserves your dignity? And um, uh, we have dating workshops. Uh, It's like we really run the gamut because I think it's super important that people have a place to talk about things, but also that it's curated. So not to be controlling, but there's just like so much out there. And sometimes Mm -hmm. people come to me and they're like, well, I read this article and I'm like, that's not real. That's not good information. Like Mm -hmm. you cannot take that pill and it will go away, you know? And so it's like really, really like hopefully making things that are evidence-based. That's super important with what we do. Everything that we do is evidence-based. And then, um, also, um, it's a community. I mean, I say this to them, to our members all the time who have become like family to me. Um, you know, the work that you guys do together is mm-hmm. where real healing happens. You know, mm-hmm. when they're going like, we're going to start, um, next month, virtual coffee dates. So after workshop, we can set up a zoom room and anybody can come and bring their coffee and, you know, just talk. I mean, I think That's- we need that. And what's really cool is I just, so whoever's listening, you can come if you can't speak at all. You can come if you can't walk at all. You can come if you can't move your hand at all. It's a really safe place because, um, everybody gets it. You know, we've had Mm -hmm. people who couldn't speak, who maybe said one word and now they're in it six months and they're speaking three words in a row because maybe they could do that, but it's so uncomfortable, you know, to be like, I'm so-and-so and and maybe you can't say that so we really make it like an inviting place to just practice because so much of healing is practicing you know and Mm -hmm. when kids are developing when kids are um you know growing and developing all their like central nervous system which happens from zero to five years old they get so much their parents are in their face and they're going to practices and we're getting them tutors and we're taking them to school and it's just constant and right. their central nervous system is driving that growth with a brain injury your central nervous system is not necessarily driving that growth so you have to create even more situations for your neuroplasticity to kick in for your neural growth to happen and heal the brain is that place. So we're really an adjunct to therapists. We're big therapy fans. I'm a therapist myself, um, both mental health and physical. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the breakdown. I feel like I just threw everything in the kitchen sink out there. (laughs) I hope nobody's bored. I mean, (laughs) you can go to the (laughs) If you or someone you know is struggling to recover after brain injury like a stroke, Take a free online assessment at modusnova.com forward slash making headway to see if their robots can help boost your recovery. If you are struggling with stroke recovery, take the free online assessment at modusnova.com forward slash making headway to learn if Modus can help you recover. 
I want to touch on, you, you brought up some of the topics that you guys have. I love the idea of, yeah. you know, it sounds a lot more like real life, you know, um, sometimes, yeah. you know, when I've been yeah. in my OT and you're doing the visual tracking and back and forth, like it's great for the right. exercise, but it practicing right. it in real life is totally different. Um, so right. Right. what you, you mentioned dating. I love that. Like getting the social skills back, yeah. um, figuring that right. out. What were some of the other ones that you mentioned that you guys have for topics? Yeah. I mean, I think social skills are always like in each of the groups, you know, we, we do have rules in the beginning, you know, we don't talk about politics or religion and we, um, you know, treat everybody with kindness. And, um, usually that comes, we've been really lucky that comes like really easy to a lot of people, but, you know, there's definitely times when there, where people need like a little bit more direction and we do that, um, to, you know, help out. But, yeah. I mean, we have healing relationships. One of the biggest things we really like, it's really kind of amorphous, the workshops, they, we get feedback from members and we create things and, uh, okay. and vice versa. So sometimes I'll be like, Oh, I've noticed in my work with people that this is something that's needed. And then sometimes it's received really well and sometimes it's not. And so we really like, we really work together. It's really kind of how I see my work with my um, clients, like one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. is that, you know, it's very client-centered. So whatever the group is kind of being like, I need, that's what we kind of try to go for. So um, one that we're still working on is how to navigate insurance. Um, how to advocate is always something that we're looking for different mm -hmm. leaders for. Um, how to advocate, you know, with doctors, how to advocate with your family. Um, Dr. Courtney Washington is a social worker and a survivor. And um, we just have, we have all kinds of different things, but we, we really just try to listen to what the needs are. And that's, what's been so exciting about it. And we really, we have, we have clinicians, but we also have survivor mentors. We really try to elevate the voices of people who are out there you know, doing the work and want to share how they've gotten through similar to your story, you know, mm -hmm. how they've gotten through what this crazy, um, like crazy, so many crazy obstacles every day, daily things that you would never know unless you've experienced it or had a loved one mm -hmm. who's experienced it or working in with these people, you know? And, um, so yeah, so we're just kind of, always evolving. We, and we take suggestions. Like if you're like, I really wish someone would talk about, you know, vitamins We're like, okay, let's go do some research and find an expert and bring them in, you know? Um, that's awesome. It's just, it's, I feel like it's just like so needed, you know, that we, that we really, I, I think so many people feel alone. And yes. one of the biggest things that we're, we're really committed to is mental health um, in the brain injured, um, community. And, um, I think that that has been just totally, totally, uh, neglected. I think it's a really, it's really hard because I know, I, I think, you know, we're always looking for what was the cause, you know, did I get this because of my brain injury? Is it how I would have been otherwise? Um, we get kind of stuck in 
and trying to understand the origins more than, okay, well, this is going on. So let's find the right supports and, and treat it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's, um, kind of moving away from the, um, diagnosis prescription model Mm -hmm. to the, um, to the, this is my life and these are, how do I want to live it? You know? Um, because I think that's a more hopeful model and a more practical model. I agree. I mean, yeah. every person has different limitations and then different gifts. So giving each individual the opportunity to um, really like see, see both their deficits clearly, but also like their abilities. I think that's the, I think we as clinicians too, we really emphasize um, deficits and we're taught to do that and because of insurance. So it's Mm -hmm. like, well, you know, they don't have that much of deficit, so I can only give them that much of care instead of um, they have these many abilities and maybe could do this. Um, why don't we shoot for that? You know what I mean? It's it's really interesting um, and it's not very helpful. And I think that's why only 40% of people post brain injury in the 20 to 60 range go back to employment because because there's no real like push or like, Hey, I believe in you. You are really a bright person. You know what I mean? Like you might just get tired a little bit more, you know? And there's just so much emphasis on, well, what I'm noticing is brain fog. And what I'm noticing is, and like, if people notice me, they probably see brain fog in me too. Like all the time. And sequencing. Right. <laughs> like, I hope to God I don't have a, a brain injury because I would be, I'm already late all the time. I already think I'm disorganized. Like whenever we have, you know, a like organizational workshop, I'm always like taking notes. Okay. So it's really kind of taking things a step further in, in recovery, yes. really kind of really taking it to people's homes and the virtual space helps us to do that. You know? That, yeah. I, I love that they're virtual. I mean, you're based out in the West coast and I'm able to access yeah. it here on the East coast. Um, it's, right. it's very helpful to have that format. You know, I'd never be able to attend an in-person group, but this way you're allowed to, uh, go to whatever, you know, strikes your fancy. And there's so many yeah, different options actually, to choose from. Yeah. I'm, I, and I, I have to announce this. this is really cool. By the time this episode comes out, we'll actually have an on-demand library too of workshops from six months worth of workshops. So like if you find something that, you know, maybe we only had once or twice, you can go back and watch it. And that can also be a membership. So if you want to just access to videos all the time, even as they come out, um, it's like 20, I think $22 a month. Um, and it's just a treasure trove of information for, uh, survivors, but also for clinicians. I get a lot of 
um, you know, new OTs, new PTs, new speech, or, or going to school who are like, oh, can I, can I come and volunteer or can I come to a workshop? And so it's a great way to support a nonprofit and then also, you know, get information. I mean, they're so educational. You learn so much. I'm always thinking, I'm like, I wish I had this in the beginning of my career. I would have like, I think I would have been able to reach so many more people more effectively because I learn mm-hmm. every time I'm with somebody, I learn something new, you know? Yeah. And it's that multimodal, like it's not just someone lecturing or, um, you know, telling you what to do. You have the ability to jump in, to ask questions. You have the ability to read it. You can yeah. do it on video. You can do it. Yeah. There, I love that there's so yeah. many options because some of us struggle in one way, but we might be able to do it better in another. And you have that. Yeah. And especially for the more like, um, a, most of our workshops, and that's why they're called workshops and not classes, are more like active, you know, like it might be a neuro yoga workshop. And, um, but we do have more educational ones as well. And when those happen, it's so nice because if you want to go back and look at the PowerPoint or, if you, or somebody said a really something really great, or if it was a meditation one or a mindfulness one, you can go back and just listen to it. You can listen to it on your walk. You can listen to it. If you're not walking yet, you can listen to it, you know, while you're using your wheelchair and maybe wheeling around your house or moving from sit to stand. Um, maybe that's your exercise that day. I mean, I think the important piece in that is that wherever you're at, we can meet you. And mm-hmm. I don't think that there's anything like that yet on the market. I, on whatever this market is, the nonprofit market. I don't know, but like whatever, I just don't think that anybody else is doing it yet. And so I'm really proud of what we're doing as a collective. I think it's just fantastic. I want everyone to be a part of it. I, I like everybody needs a shirt. There's shirts on the website. <laughs> Go ahead and get one. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Tell your friends. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you see, you know, we, we touched upon quickly mental health and then social, you know, you're just kind of isolated after a brain injury that those are, um, some top needs. What other things have you seen that have really struck you as kind of a common denominator? You know, what's really interesting is, um, a really common denominator. I want to like get this right. Cause there's a couple that I'm like, Oh my gosh. Um, and the most recent one that I got was, um, somebody said, I want to get this right. So I'm thinking, sorry. I know somebody said that like they didn't, that they, and this, somebody said it in the group and then everybody was like, Oh my gosh, you totally spoke for us. But that, you know, that after the this, this stroke or the brain injury, they felt so defined by their injury. And when they're in group, because everybody has the same thing, it's like they're better able to be who they are. Yes. And I True. was like, that is so powerful, you know, because you stop seeing people as a survivor. I mean, even though survivorship is huge. And really start seeing them as people. Mm-hmm. And Who I you think are. that is the, that's been the biggest. Yeah. 
I, I love that, you know, it's a way for people to be able to be themselves in a safe space because the rest of the world isn't necessarily safe if you have something disabling. So it really allows exactly. for that and that connection with others that have the same thing. Um, and I love, you know, earlier you mentioned that, you know, you've experienced brain fog as someone who, you know, hasn't had a brain injury. And I think it's important to remember that a lot of the things that happen post injury, you know, could happen to anybody. So you're not, you're not necessarily, um, less than, or you're not necessarily, yeah, I, I think it's just important to remember, like, we're still people that are going to encounter challenges that anybody would encounter. And we might have right. a different spin on how we handle it. But your groups right. allow that while also allowing for the fact that we're all human and defined by more than just right. our injury. Yeah, and I think, I think one of the things, and you can tell me how it is in your area, but where I am in California, you know, it would be like, well, do you have a support group? Do you have any friends who have gone through this? And it was always, you know, 99% no. And then the 1%, I was like, well, there's a support group here. And they're like, I went to it. I did not like it. And mm -hmm. a lot of that is like, there's usually two people in support group. And the one, there's one person who is killing it and wants to tell everybody how they're killing it. Mm -hmm. And then there's one person who's doing terrible. And they want to mm -hmm. tell everybody how they're doing terrible. And mm -hmm. then the eight other people who are like, I hear I'm having that experience and that experience leave feeling bad. Yeah. You know, leave feeling like no connection. So I, I think what I see the, the workshops as, as is the living, breathing home exercise program on steroids with like a support group mixed in but not one where you are just where it's you allow that one kind of self-focused person to take over, but where, you know, it's curated and you have specific topics. You know, uh, one of our newer workshops that I love is um, called Ugly Gratitude. And so it's this idea of moving away from toxic positivity. It's not like I just need to do it, but really being like, you know, today I feel pretty crappy. And I'm grateful that yesterday was okay and that I, you know, am able to sit outside for a second, but it's not this, like this push, this, um, this kind of naive, like, oh, just suck it up. You'll feel better because sometimes mm -hmm. you won't. I mean, there's so many parts of recovery that are humbling that could be, um, that could be embarrassing, um, that are painful, uh, physically and emotionally. And like, if we don't have a place for all that stuff to go, then it seeps into our relationships. It stalls our recovery. I really believe that. I think plateaus, I'm using air quotes, um, are often just like your, your brain, like pausing to either release some kind of like hardship or like just to rest and catch up, you know, and it's like such a bummer to me that in therapy, um, the plateau air quotes is when we're like, oh, they need to get out of here. They can go work on their own. Mm -hmm. 
And to mm-hmm. me, I'm like, no, that's like, that's when you, you really like dig in and think like, well, what do I want with my life? And you know, what, what could I work towards? Um, but I think that's why Heal the Brain is, you know, totally privately funded and hopefully grant funded more in, in the, in the future, because we don't want to deal with insurance and the limitations there. And it speaks to the fact, you know, like you may not need occupational therapy for the rest of your life, but you do want to have different types of conversations and discussions about those other life skills. Like you mentioned, like, what do you want of your life now? It's just a nice way to plug in that even non-brain injured people (laughs) might not that you're showcasing, you know, that you're, um, looking to have non-brain injured people in the workshops, but, um, you know, anybody would, you know, we, we are always developing whether we're brain injured or not. And there's skills that you want to take on regardless. Erin, you really nailed it there because I think that's, that's the big thing is like, I don't understand how it's like, okay, I now I'm a disabled young adult or older adult, whatever it may be, because that's pretty much our, who our workshops are. And it's like, okay, I'm supposed to do all this intensive therapy for two years and just really kill it. And then it's like, see ya, go do that on your own. No other Mm -hmm. thing that I can think of does that where there's no real transition. I mean, two years is like also like very generous, especially like with the people that we're getting from post-COVID, even that I'm seeing in my outpatient therapy, um, you know, it's like sometimes three weeks and then it's like, bye, like deal with it. And, uh, you know, those were extenuating circumstances, but, um, Mm. but it's, yeah, it's really interesting. Like, I think that there's a lot of things for personal growth in general. And I think what's cool about Heal the Brain is that it's just like, it's all about personal growth and there is a there is a trauma informed and evidence based swing to it so that it's safe yeah because sometimes um sometimes you know the latest greatest program or gadget or whatever is um great for like 1% of people but not for the for everybody else. And so I think to me, I see heal the brain as the, that it should, there should be at least two things that really speak to you that make it worth it. You know what I mean? And for a lot of people, it's way more than that. And so that's just Mm -hmm. been super gratifying to see this growth in people. And then at the same time, I'm like, it's such a great feeling because it's like, okay, yeah, we, we gave you this opportunity, but you took it you showed up, you responded, you went and did that walk and then came back and, and talked to us about it, you know? So it's just this really great cycle. And I like what you said about having, you have it evidence-based and that's really, it shows, you know, the types of people that you're getting to lead these groups. You know, they're not, they're not just someone who, um, is toting the next best pill or the next best this or that. 
it's people that are truly credentialed and able to speak to these things either through you know professional credentialing or personal experience and they've shown that they're kind of um really good advocates for this i think that's the word is advocate you know and i there are i'm not like um saying that vitamins are bad or like i mean i no, no. lots of vitamins and or or that certain i i i love um, technology. I was just actually um, a speaker and Heal the Brain is a partner with the Rehab Tech Summit. So I, I love like the, what we're making and the improvements. Um, I, you know, even Heal the Brain is a tech, is a technology that we have to explain. And my thing is that it has to be in the spirit of collaboration, mm-hmm. collaboration with the, with the members, collaboration with who you're serving and collaboration you know, with, um, with the brains of whatever is on offer. And I think sometimes that collaboration doesn't always happen, um, Mm -hmm. because it's sort of like the bottom line. And so I really think that heal the brain as a collective, we just really work to, you know, draw outside the lines. And what happens is that you create something really beautiful, you know, um, it's not, our standard of care. Um, but it's still beautiful. And, um, and I think it's more mature, a system more sophisticated, a system than what we're in right now, but -hmm. there's a place for it. I work in the medical system still right now. So I just think it's like an adjunct, you know, um, that is a support that we, that we really need. And I, I want like every person who, is experiencing any kind of brain trauma injury um, to have what we're doing on offer, whether it's we're doing it or somebody else. You know, I'm here for the longevity of what we're doing. Are you finding it hard to recover at home after a stroke? Modus Nova makes robotic devices to help folks with a brain injury regain the use of their affected limbs. Recovery after stroke takes thousands of hours of work that isn't all covered in outpatient therapy. Whether you're 10 days or 10 years post-stroke, recovery is still possible. You just need many hours of rehab to make that happen. The Modus hand or foot are AI-powered robotic exoskeletons that help users do exercises through the playing of video games, similar to the way an occupational or physical therapist might work with your limb. Recovery after stroke is hard because stroke survivors don't get enough hours of rehab to regain function. Find out if Modus Nova can help you by taking their free online assessment at modusnova.com slash making headway. Modus Nova helps survivors with little or no movement get moving again. They help you get in the repetitions you need to form new neural pathways. Through playing video games, the robotic hand and foot can assist with limb movements to provide a personalized exercise experience. If this sounds like something you want to try, visit modusnova.com slash making headway to learn more. Make sure to use special code making headway when you sign up and get a month free with the 30 day challenge. Visit modusnova.com 
slash making headway to get started. That's M-O-T-U-S-N-O-V-A dot com slash making headway. Yeah, and the workshops are such that you really can just keep attending. You know, there's no, it sounds like, you know, they're not, they're geared towards many different phases of brain injury. It's not just that you just finish therapy and you can go, you could go to it, um, you know, 10, 20 years out, I would imagine. We do, we have members who are 20 years out. We have members who are five years out. We have members who are three months out. And, and I think the value of each shared experience is so beautiful um, because it's hard, it's hard to articulate this in a, in a way that isn't like a hard pill to swallow. But after you have a brain injury, you always have a brain injury. Mm. And I think there's no quick fix. And I think that that's hard. Mm-hmm. And for people who have le- less deficits, they might be able to tell themselves, well, that happened and I'm quote unquote recovered. I think that when I'm saying heal the brain, heal in like the ancient, the old English way, it means wholeness to become whole. I really think that we can be whole with our deficits. We can be whole, whole with our abilities and our, our disabilities, whatever they may be. And I, I see Heal the Brain as a way of integrating all the work you're doing in therapy into your life, into building a community, into making friends and holding your own dignity in the space as a human being. Um, yeah, I don't, I think... I don't even know what you said that struck that, but I, <laughs> I don't know. feel so strong. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting concept to think that, you know, you can have something happen to you and that it's going to continue affecting you throughout your life that, you know, the, the idea yeah. of a brain injury just kind of always being there is like you said, it's kind of a hard pill to swallow um, I, I agree that it's there. Um, but it gets, you know, I, I guess where I, where I struggle is you have the brain injury and, you know, once you do get to a certain point, you may feel like for people with lesser deficits that it's not there and it's mm-hmm. finding that balance between acknowledging that part of yourself, but also not being defined. Um, you know, you don't want like falling into that hole of, well, this is, this is all there is to me is a, is a tricky one too. So I can see why people want to distance themselves, but. That's, I think that's a really great, great point. And I think that it's, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a lot of different roles that we have in our life. Like you can, you can be like, I am, I'm, I'm an OT and then that defines me or I'm a mom and that defines me. And I don't think it's a perfect analogy, but one thing I do think of is like when you first have your brain injury, it's like having a newborn. I have a newborn right now. You feed them all the time. Your body's not quite your own. Your brain's sort of like catching up. You don't have a lot of sleep. You're trying to learn a lot about what's going on with yourself, with this new baby. Um, you're learning a lot about this new baby and 
kind of like how your life's going to adjust to that. And then you go through different phases with this child. And this is sort of like you're with your brain. But Mm -hmm. when your child is older, maybe in college, you're less defined by being mommy, right? Your child is independent and, you know, but you're still their mother, Mm -hmm. right? You're still their father. You're still their sister, right? So I think it's just kind of like a maturing with the healing process, you know, and I really think integration is a great word, like really kind of integrating like your brain injury hood with your life. You know, it's just another facet or role that you have. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how I see it. I really like that. And I think to be a little bit more encouraging too, you know, if you're struggling right now, like, you know, right now I'm struggling with some things with my mental health and I couldn't imagine it always being like this. But if you look back, it wasn't always like this and you do continue moving forward. Uh, it will get better and it will, you know, look at, look at all the things you've accomplished before that. Um, I think that's why it's kind of a hard pill to swallow because when you tell someone that is more acute or having lots of issues with their brain injury, they're like, holy geez, I can't always be like this. I need to be able to progress. Absolutely. And And I, I always kind of, I always try to like gauge kind of where somebody is. I don't think I've ever really clearly like expressed that. Um, but I think that's a really good point when you're struggling, that's like not really something you want to hear. But I I do think as a community, it's important to talk about that because the more that we move away from the quick fix, um, and move toward integration and toward acceptance and toward, um, dreaming big, I think the Mm -hmm. better that we will all be as clinicians, Mm -hmm as survivors, as, um, caretakers, you know, everybody, I think that's really important. I agree with you, Jane. It's all about integrating all the parts of ourselves into who we are. And it's always that way for any human, really, when you ignore yourself or parts of yourself, then you're kind of stuck in denial and can run into some issues that way. So I really appreciate you coming on and talking about Heal the Brain and giving us this excellent resource. I would encourage all of our listeners to check them out at healthebrain.org. That's um, exactly how it sounds, healthebrain.org, and sign up for workshops with them. They are, like we've talked about, excellent resources, so do make sure to check them out. And um, thank you, Jane, so much for coming on today. Really appreciate having had you. And I hope that we get to connect again at some other time. So uh, this is Erin signing out for Making Headway Podcast. Bye. Hi, everyone. Making Headway Podcast is just a side project that I love. It's given me a lot of community along with giving you guys community as well. And we really thank you for supporting me. If you'd like to do something extra, we would really appreciate it. 
there's a few ways you could help us out. Rate us on your favorite podcasting platform. Share us with friends, family, or anyone that you think might want to listen. Also, clicking on the links in our show notes for Amazon gives us just a small kickback, just enough to help pay those bills. If you wanted to do something more, which we would really appreciate, you can donate at www.makingheadwaypodcast.com. Lastly, we have a Patreon account as well. That's found at www.patreon.com slash makingheadwaypodcast. Anything you can do to support us really helps us out. Thank you so much. We really love you, listeners. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Making Headway Podcast. For more information and show notes, visit makingheadwaypodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and leave us a review. Check us out at Making Headway Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and share with your friends. Catch you next time. All topics are intended to be used for educational and entertainment purposes only. The podcast is not to be used as a substitute for medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare provider for any issues or treatment considerations you may have. For our full legal terms, please see our website at makingheadwaypodcast.com. This podcast was recorded, mixed, and mastered with love at Stout Heart Studios. Sun rises across the ocean.